welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Uh, hey guys, uh, today I am here with Marina Lopez. She is a member here at Shark Bite Cape Coral, was previously a member at Shark Bite Fort Myers. Um, she's one of the newest people at our gym. Uh, and definitely the newest member to do the podcast. So I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, Marina, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's dive into your background. Okay. First off, um, who are you? Like, what's your history? Where, where are you from? Uh, wh- what kind of fitness background do you have? Yeah, so um, my name's Marina. I am originally from Brazil, but I grew up in South Florida. Uh, my fitness background, I'm probably like the least athletic person you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have like a background in any kind of organized sport. Um, I was a really like barefoot kid. I grew up on a ranch, so um, climbing trees, That's playing in the dirt, <laughs> yeah, like um, riding horses, but never really got into any like organized sport or any anything like that. Mm. Um, and then I got into running in college. Cool. Um, it was kind of a way to try to, you know, outwork all the alcohol and Del Taco I was eating. Keep and... the freshman 15 off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I got really into running. Uh, later in life, I started running, like, marathons and kind of longer races. Um, and, yeah, so here. That's insane. Um, <laughs> I, I do my best to never run if at all possible. <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting. A lot of people seem to think that, like, if you're at one of these gyms that you're a former athlete. Mm-hmm. Right? But I wasn't either. Like, I didn't get into that, any of that stuff until much later in life. And yeah. I think most of the people we've done podcasts with have said that, too. Yeah. There, there's not a whole lot of, like, former D1 football players that's the impression you know, that I had before I joined beforehand, the gym. Right? That I was like, oh my God, all these people are lifting like crazy heavy weight and they're going like 100 miles an hour. They must all have some kind of like D1 athlete like <laughs> experience. Yeah. And yeah, no, they don't. It, it's cool to find out that's not true, right? Yeah. I, I like being around other people like me who aren't super athletic but are doing super cool things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so you're, you're new to the area, right? Mm-hmm. You're new to Cape Coral. Uh, where'd you come from? Uh, so I grew up in South Florida, um, in like Fort Lauderdale, Davie, Weston area, mm. kind of popped around a little bit, but what, uh, what brought you here? Uh, COVID basically, um, when the pandemic hit, mm. we were like, um, Fort Lauderdale got pretty locked down and we were in like an 800 square foot box with Oof. a newborn and it was like, Oof. we need to get away. We need a little bit more space. And, um, yeah, we started looking for, for a house and the housing market over there exploded. It got really, really crazy. And we started exploring other areas and we found Cape Coral and loved it. Loved, um, being able to be on the water and mm-hmm. just kind of the quieter lifestyle, not having, you know, Miami and Fort Lauderdale right there. And, all the kind of craziness that comes with those big cities. Yeah, I, I went to high school in Miami. I, I know exactly what you mean. I, yeah. I don't want to live in that environment again. Yeah, I don't miss 95 traffic. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. People complain about like 75 or 41 on this coast. I'd yeah. much rather deal with that than Yeah, than I hear like people turnpike. complaining about Del Prado traffic, and I'm like, what traffic? Yeah, like, that's yeah. just like a, that's a normal like two-lane road in Miami. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so you, you also uh, recently had a child, right? Yeah, I did. Um, a son. I do. Yeah. What, what's his name? His name's Jameson. Jameson. Uh, how how old be, is he now? He's going to be one next month. That is wild. It's crazy. Especially when you think about what a year ago today was. Yeah. Yeah. It like flew by. When they say like the days are long, but the years are short, it's like you don't believe it until you're you're living it. It's like you blink and you miss it. There's He's like walking and 
babbling. Well, so we're recording this on April 21st, right? Mm -hmm. And a year ago, the world was like locked down. We were mm -hmm. locked down. Yeah. What a time to have a kid. Yeah. Holy crap. So what, what was that like? Um, it was crazy. You know, people talk about like, um, it takes a village and like during COVID, like there was no village. No, right? no, no village <laughs> like, at all. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, it was, it was stressful. It was, um, I joke and I say that every, um, like birth plan now should definitely include like some kind of pandemic clause <laughs> in it because it was, it was crazy. Most of my pregnancy wasn't through COVID. So, um, when things were starting to get like locked down, it was really scary to not know, like, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my baby? Like, we really didn't know at that time, like how anyone was going to react to mm -hmm. this like mysterious disease. Um, and then just not having kind of being robbed of like those final like moments of being pregnant. You know, I didn't have a baby shower and my family wasn't able to come and help out when my son was a newborn. So it's kind of just like me and him. But in a way, that was also really special to get like that quiet time with him and have the distractions kind of gone for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you definitely had a unique experience, right? Yeah, um, definitely. I guess I guess we'll never really know if it was better or if it was worse, but yeah. it was definitely different. I have nothing to compare it to. So yeah, right. I'm I'm happy with the way things worked out. That that's a really positive way to look at it. Yeah, I tried to. Well, so that was you said last September you moved over here, right? Yeah. Okay, so when did you and I talk on the phone first? Uh, October. October. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so Marina was one of our first ever graduates of diapers and dumbbells. Okay. And, um, for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, we, we run a program uh, to help women in postpartum um, get back into like a fitness lifestyle, get some community and camaraderie. Uh, what was that like for you? It was great. Um, shout out to Coach Sue over in. Shout out Sue. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Honestly, I, so like I mentioned before, like I was really big into running. I found out I was pregnant when I was training for a marathon Oof. and I went from running you know, 10, 12 miles a day to just being the most inactive person ever for mm. like five months because I was really sick. Um, and so after I, I gave birth, it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to jump right back into it. And I like very quickly realized like, this is not the same body. <laughs> I'm not the same person. I need to like kind of scale it back a little bit. And um, I love the dumbbells and diapers program because it was so like holistic like, when I talked to you on the phone, there wasn't this, like, you're going to lose all this weight and you're going to get your pre-baby body back. Like, there was none of that. It was like, okay, well, what are your goals? And this is what we do. You know, mm -hmm. does that kind of mesh with you? Um, I think a lot of times when we're talking about, like, postpartum fitness, there's, like, just this intense focus on, like, weight loss. And it's kind of jarring, right? Because, like, throughout your entire pregnancy, you're kind of like congratulated for growing and people are so excited. Oh my God, your baby bump. And like, can I touch <laughs> your belly? And then you give birth and it's like, okay, like, you know, let's get that pre-baby body back. You got to snap back and you like can look up exercises on YouTube and it's all like how to lose 30 pounds in a month. And it's like, okay, but like, what about the other aspects of like health and fitness when you're a new mom? I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, you know, your, your like core strength, your like pelvic floor that no one wants to say. Remember like, that's this, like exactly like, what we talked about on the phone. Yeah, it's like, like this dirty little word, yeah. like, but it's like all these things are like part of the bigger picture of like postpartum health. And 
you can lose all that pregnancy weight and still have a lot of pain and have pelvic floor dysfunction and you know struggle with other aspects of your health yeah it's that's like a problem in the entire like fitness and health industry right is like Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of plans and programs and honestly a lot of gyms who are focused on like making your life better they're Mm -hmm. just focused on making you lose weight yeah you know and like what you're hitting on is exactly the truth and that that's not the best way to feel better, you know? Yeah. Like if that's part of what you want to do, then cool. And yeah. A, a gym or a fitness plan should help you do that. But I know that um, when Sue and I sat down and talked about it, then previously uh, Coach Christie here at Cape, when we talked about it, we, we were very specific about that. It's like we're not going to just try to get a bunch of new moms in here and try to get them to like shred the fat, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if they do that, great. Um, but it's how can we get them back to feeling a little bit like normal life again, yeah. you know? And it's, it's almost like shame based when you're just talking about like your physical body and like this focus on like your pre baby body back. It's like, that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to ever have a pre baby body again. I have a baby now. (laughs) Like it's just not the same. And I would rather encourage people to appreciate that, you know, your body goes through these like crazy transformations for nine months and you shouldn't be expected to feel like the only acceptable like body that you can exist in is the one that was pre-transformation that just doesn't doesn't make sense well because that's a really good point right you're never going to have a pre-baby body again that's not a thing that exists exactly that's pre-tattoos it's not real (laughs) you're not going to go back there yeah there's no way to like erase that experience now and um yeah i i had a, a lot of pain after i had my son and i didn't realize that a lot of that was because my core strength was just like shot mm-hmm. your you know i went into my 6 week um checkup with my doctor and i asked her like you know am i am i clear to go back to working out and she you know i told her i run a lot you know is that going to be okay and she was like yeah don't worry about it no one explained to me like your muscles separated when your belly grew a lot and if you don't work to tighten that core again it could have like really serious problems with like organs prolapsing. You can have, you know, like a lot of pain like I had. So I was really, really thankful for dumbbells and diapers for not just focusing on like losing weight, but focusing on like, all right, let's look at all the aspects that make up your health and your well being and let's focus on those things. Yeah. And I think a I don't think it's anyone's fault necessarily, but a lot of people have never been taught that, you mm-hmm. know? So there are problems that would happen three, five, ten years after someone gives birth that could have been fixed in three weeks if it had happened earlier. Yeah. You know, like like you said, just strengthening your core, strengthening your pelvic floor a little bit. Yeah. Um, just following a smart graduated plan earlier mm-hmm. would lead to a much happier downstream. Yeah. So common situation that new moms will deal with is like postpartum um you know, depression or stress or anxiety. Is that something you struggled with at all? Yeah, it was. Um, with COVID, especially postpartum anxiety played like a really huge, like all consuming part of my life for yeah. those first like three, four months. Um, and that was something that dumbbells and diapers, like introducing community back into my life was really important in helping that for mm-hmm. me. Um, I touched a little bit on like, we just didn't know how like COVID was going to affect moms, babies, like anyone. Um, So there was a lot of fear there and there wasn't a lot of help in the beginning for me. Um, Our original plan was like my family was going to come down and help out a little bit and then my in-laws were going to come down and it was like we're all going to take turns helping me out and 
um, with COVID. Like that just wasn't a possibility anymore. So yeah, I struggled a little bit with um, postpartum anxiety. And I think the conversation around postpartum depression has thankfully gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. in recent years. It's a little bit more like out in the open, um, but it's still not where like it needs to be. Um, When I went into my like checkup at the doctor's, there was like a a screening. There was like a little questionnaire for postpartum depression. And it was, um, you know, you just check off some boxes and none of those boxes applied to me, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't struggling. Right. And, you know, the questions were like, do you feel supported? And it's like, yeah, I feel supported as much as I can. Um, Not as much as I would like. Mm. Um, Do you feel that you're going to hurt your baby? It's like, no, I would never hurt my baby, but I feel like my baby's going to get hurt in other ways. And I worry about that a lot. So with dumbbells and diapers and just being around other moms and all of our babies were around the same age and getting to, you know, just be like have someone that has that shared experience of becoming a new mom during unprecedented times, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, it was really cool to, to get to have that experience and that community really helped kind of settle some of those anxieties. And it was also really cool to see our babies like interacting with other babies cause they had never done that before. Right. Yeah. At what point had they gotten to meet any others yeah. right? because of how the world was at that point? Yeah. I wonder if he was like, Oh my God, there are other ones. Like yeah. I, me. <laughs> I never thought about that till right now. That's probably the first other babies he'd seen, right? Yeah. He, I remember he crawled over to one of the other babies and he started like touching his hair and I was just like, Oh my God, other than like us and the cat, like, I wonder if he thought that he was, you know, not like, anything there wasn't any other of like him in the world that's such a wild idea to me i've never thought about that till right now yeah holy crap that's a really cool thing about becoming a parent is that you start to see the world through their eyes and they're experiencing everything for the first time so it's like really cool to see the way that they are like like interacting with the world around them and Mm. and how they're like learning on the fly like that so like i think that um that camaraderie and community thing you were talking about, like, I think that's probably the best thing that fitness does for you, mm-hmm. right? The, just personally, and, and everyone is welcome to have whatever their beliefs are on that. I, but I know, like, coming from my military background and speaking to a lot of people in different experiences now through this podcast and through the No Sweat intros we do and then just the years of being in the gym, um, like, we're communal creatures, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even if you feel like you're an introvert or you don't really like talking to people, just the feeling of, knowing you have others who care about you. I feel like that's probably the most important thing that we can be getting out of this. And I think this last year really showed what happens when you're not getting that. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, and when you're only getting it virtually, too, it's it's totally different. I mean, we've all done our best with, like, Zoom birthday parties mm-hmm. and stuff, but there's nothing like being face-to-face with people and having a conversation and being like, how are you doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, for me the community aspect of it is huge because even still I wouldn't classify myself as someone that has that still struggles with postpartum anxiety thankfully but mom guilt is like such a real thing and so for me it's like I try to make time for myself and I sometimes feel guilty about that because I'm like oh my god I could be spending this time like with my son he's so little and it's like we could be making these memories together and then I have to kind of check myself and be like but I'm a better person when I can grab an hour to like decompress and like be myself and to just kind of focus on myself and to have some community 
and to just get to talk to people and not only am I a better person but I'm definitely a better mom I'm more patient and more understanding and all of that you wouldn't have if you're just you know working out in your garage like by yourself as much as you have when you're actually around people and they're supporting you and encouraging you yeah I mean I don't have any kids, but I have lots of friends over the years, especially in this gym, who've had kids, you know? Yeah. And I, I always kind of watch that happen. The, I never know if it's, like, necessarily self-inflicted or if it's it's a pressure thing that they don't realize is happening, but that almost, like, segregation that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always great to see them kind of come back because I, I feel like I get to see my friends, like, open up again, yeah. you know? Um, and I guess I think you kind of just explained what that thing I've been seeing over and over again was <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, becoming a parent is kind of wild because it's like your world gets so big all of a sudden, right? Because you have this like tiny little thing that's completely helpless and depends on you 100%, but it also shrinks so much because all of a sudden, a lot of people that know you prior to you having kids can't really relate to you in the same way, but all of a sudden, all these people that you don't know who have had kids can relate to you Mm -hmm. in a really interesting way too. So you're, you're... life shifts like very very quickly i and i think that that feeling you're talking about where doing this for an hour like makes you a better mom Mm -hmm. right i think that's true of all of us you know Mm -hmm. like i like i know that i'm a whole lot nicer person to everybody around me if i get my workout in yeah if i get to come in and be communal with people and laugh and sweat and get my ass kicked yeah my boyfriend and i get along better if we both can just go away for a second and get a workout in and come back it's like we're more patient with each other. We're more, like, we're happier. You know, it's like that Legally Blonde thing. It's like you, uh, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins mm-hmm. make you happy. Happy people just don't kill people. <laughs> I, it's true, right? Like, you know <laughs> yeah. my girlfriend, Steph. I'm, we're a whole lot nicer to each other if we get our workouts done. Yeah. That's 100% true. Yeah. It's just having that time to, like, decompress and just focus on yourself, especially if you're, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you're a working parent, if you're a stay-at-home mom. You know, everybody needs that chance to just, like, focus on themselves for a little bit and just do something that makes you feel proud and accomplished, and um, you can kind of face the world a little bit happier after that. You you talked to me uh, before the podcast a little bit about the idea of kind of, like, your son growing up in a, in a lifestyle mm-hmm. where he sees you do these kind of things, right? Yeah. Like, what, what did you mean by that? Um, I mean, it's so important. It's so cool, too. Um, Josh and I were talking about this this past weekend because I brought my son to watch Masters of Fitness and um, there was this, uh, I think it was in the second exercise and there was this competitor and I didn't know her. Um, She was from a different gym and she was really trying her hardest and she was struggling to like power clean the weight and she maybe gave it like two or three tries and, and the entire gym was just like waiting, you know, and just watching and just like cheering her on. And she finally got it and the entire gym, just like exploded and nobody, I mean, it was a bunch of different gyms. So like nobody, not everyone knew her, but everyone was so excited for her. And I was holding my son. And as soon as everyone started cheering, he like threw his little arm up and started (laughs) waving. And to me, it was like, that is all that I could want for my kid is to be around people who are working to better themselves and also around people who are just unconditionally supporting others in their quest to better themselves. That's the best environment that I could imagine my kid growing up in. And it's it's so important. And he, 
Uh, I mean, bringing him to dumbbells and diapers, he was around other babies, but he was also seeing mom working out. And I would hope that, you know, he was a little like potato at that point. So he (laughs) probably didn't, you know, register. But I hope that throughout his life that he can see that example that mom and dad prioritize feeling good about themselves and bettering themselves, not just for their physical appearance, but just for their overall well-being. I think that's awesome. That's a, a great mentality to have, especially starting so young. Mm-hmm. You know, for him to grow up his entire life with that would be fantastic. Yeah, they're little sponges. They pick up things like really, really quickly. And in the beginning, you don't realize that like they really are soaking everything in. Mm. And eventually, they get to a point where they start, you know, putting it back out there. So, yeah, definitely, I, I want him to see that from from really early on and to hopefully become the kind of person that will see someone and cheer them on even if he doesn't know know them. That's cool. I, ho- I hope so too. That's awesome. Yeah. So you you finished the Diapers and Dumbbells program. Um, mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, that's a 12-week program, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we did three times a week. Uh, what kind of stuff did you do in that? Um, yeah, so we, uh, you know, I don't know the entire programming, mm-hmm. but from my experience, the, the beginning of it was um, a lot of like core and pelvic floor stuff. Um, so we did a lot of like dead bugs and bird dogs and stuff that, um, is really important that I wouldn't have done (laughs) (laughs) if it wasn't for that program. Um, I think for myself, like I'm the kind of person who, if it doesn't get my heart rate through the roof and if I'm not sore the next day or breaking a sweat while I'm doing it, I don't think of it as like a a big workout and I just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, a lot of like the fitness stuff that will get you back to uh, a point where you can start working out again when you're postpartum is slow controlled movements and um, I saw just an immediate improvement from doing that stuff so I'm really glad that you know Sue was telling me to to do all that stuff because I wouldn't the have done back it. right over and over again yeah, yeah. exactly um and then towards the end of the program, it was a little bit more of almost like the intro course where we're starting to demo like the lifts and starting with lower weight stuff and seeing, um, you know, getting us ready to kind of graduate into a, a real um, weightlifting and CrossFit type program. That, that concept you were talking about of doing those things that are like lower, um, lower heart rate movements or lower mm-hmm. strength moves, we, we call that mechanics consistency intensity right so we learn the mechanics we can consistently repeat those mechanics correctly and then we can add the intensity mm-hmm. and it's cool because you're you're almost kind of like a test case you don't know this i know <laughs> this of of us kind of introducing a longer onboarding program uh-huh. right because you got 12 weeks of beginners instead yeah. of two weeks of beginners you know mm-hmm. um and i i think i you probably wouldn't say this i can say this you're you're improvement has been pretty damn drastic, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the last month or two, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because you were, whether you liked it or not, forced to hit those mechanics <laughs> a lot, you yeah. know, and then to really be able to consistently repeat those mechanics before we introduced intensity. Yeah. So you you switched from the Fort Myers gym, which is where we'd been doing diapers and dumbbells, over here to the Cape Coral gym. Um, I think it was like the next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was that experience like? Because you were in a very small, controlled environment. Right, with diapers and dumbbells. I think mm-hmm. there was five of you in class? Uh, yeah, I think five, five or six. Five or six, I can't remember. And yeah. then you came over here, and we had like 15, I think, your first day, mm-hmm. right? So what, what was that like? What was the change in world for that? Yeah, it was uh, interesting. I remember like the first class, like 
being on Sugar Wad and like looking up the workout and being like, okay, I'm going to Google how to do this and make <laughs> sure that like I know. Um, and I was super nervous like before coming in because I, I didn't know anyone and I didn't even know the coaches. Um, but yeah, walked in. Everyone was super nice, super welcoming. Um, it was a different type of um, class, obviously, but um, it was, I mean, the the basic outline of it was the same. You know, we did the warm up. We talked about what we were going to do. Are there any questions? Let's do some, some run through the workout with some moderate weights to see how we're doing. And then, yeah, get after it. And um, yeah, it was it was a pretty smooth transition once I got over that like little <laughs> fear of like, oh, my God, I don't know anyone. and I don't know what I'm doing. And but yeah, it's like you said, it's crazy how quick the improvements came and it's funny that you mentioned that about like the mechanics and stuff because in running there's a, a specific running program where you're focused on frequency duration and then intensity hmm. so it's kind of similar where you're focused on like just get out and run as as often as possible and then once you've got that down okay now try to extend it a little bit more and do it a little bit longer and then after you got that down, then, okay, now let's kick up the intensity a little bit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, right? Because if you go out for a five-mile run at a seven-minute mile pace on your first run, it's not going to benefit you. You're going to burn out. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> um, so a couple months into this version of it now, this mm -hmm. the, you're in Shark by Cape Coral, the functional fitness classes we do here. How often are you running now? Um, it's definitely not as often as I was running before. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just surprising to me because I really, I went from being a person that ran, I mean, 40 to 50 miles a week to maybe 10 now. And that's over three maybe runs, um, a week. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely less, but I think there are like seasons in life and mm. maybe this is a season in my life where I'm just really enjoying getting stronger. Um, and you see a lot of improvement in CrossFit, like, really quickly. It was wild to me to see, like, at the beginning, I was really struggling with one weight. And then, like, three weeks later, that weight was, like, nothing. It, it felt comfortable, right? Yeah. How much has your running dropped off? A uh, good amount. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good amount. I wouldn't say pace has dropped at all. Um, but just, like, frequency. It's hard to find the time, mm. um, especially with the little one. It's always been difficult um, to find the time. Running is really... Um, demanding of your time. Uh, if you're running, you know, six miles one day, you're looking at being out there for an hour. Mm. And um, versus CrossFit, where you're out here for an hour, but you feel like you're you're getting like the works. Yeah. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. you leave and you're like, oh my god, that was the hardest workout ever. Versus running, it's like if you run for an hour, it's like, okay, well, you know, that was good, but I it doesn't leave me on the floor. I remember in the army, I ran a lot, right? Especially my first couple of years until I found CrossFit. And uh, a big part of that was just like everybody had taught me, all, all of my superiors had taught me like, this is how you get fit. You know, mm -hmm. you run, you do push-ups, you do sit-ups. You repeat that over and over and over again. That's yeah. it. You know, you want to get more fit, you run more. Yeah. You want to get more fit, you run faster and that's it. And I remember that that would take two and a half hours sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. of the amount of time they wanted us to run. And then I found CrossFit and I was like, I could be done in 30 minutes, you know, and I can get better and feel stronger and do all these things. Yeah. And I remember I had this really big fear that like, it sounds crazy for me to say this now because I hate running, but I was uh, comparably hate running. I, I was really scared. Like, oh, I wouldn't be as fast as I used to be or I wouldn't be able to run like I used to be. Um, and then I had to go do a 5K at one point, And I don't think I'd run more than two miles in 
a year yeah. and I was fine. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, this fitness plan is so much better because <laughs> I am not out there for three hours a day yeah. and I was totally fine to run this again. Yeah. You don't see improvements in running as fast as you do in CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that much. I was a runner for 10 years and my pace maybe improved a minute over 10 years. Yeah. Um, it's just really hard. You're, you're working really hard to shave off maybe five seconds off your mile. Um, and for some people, that can be really discouraging. Mm -hmm. Men I mean, running in general is a mental game. Your your mind is going to give up way before your body does. Um, and I think that's a skill that I've carried over into CrossFit um, is just being able to push yourself to just keep going when everything is telling you, no, you should stop. <laughs> um, but also knowing like what your limit are, is and, and not overexerting yourself. Well, mark this. I'm excited for when you've been doing this for about a year. Yeah. And you think you've hit a limit somewhere, right? <laughs> and then we just say like, okay, now we're going to start working on gymnastics a little more. Yeah. Know? Or now we're going to be like, let's improve that intensity. Let's let's try to go faster on burpees or something. You yeah. Know? Because you'll be like, okay, I can I can change course and I can now spend the next nine months getting better at this. Yeah. There's always something that you can be working towards. I'm really excited for the Open next year. Yeah, right. I'm, it, I'm really excited Knowing what that. you did this year and then seeing it next year. Yeah. Just going into it this year with like, very little experience. Very little experience. <laughs> and then having a year to actually like try to get some of those movements down and and really give it my best shot. Cool. That's gonna be fun. So that'll be next next March. So you got you got eleven months to get at it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So you uh, you tried it. You tried diapers and dumbbells. You tried classes here, right? Mm -hmm. If you were talking to someone and they were like scared to give it a try, what would you tell them? Um, you know, it's like risk versus reward. Like, what have you got to lose? Um, if the biggest risk for you is that you're going to embarrass yourself, like, I'll be the first one to say I've embarrassed <laughs> myself. Um, but that's okay, because no one here is going to judge you for that. And um, what I love about this community is, like, every single person out there wants to see you do better. Not just the coaches. It's, like, everyone in the class. I've had people who are, you know, doing their own thing. Maybe it's open gym and they're like doing a totally separate workout, but they'll come up to me and be like, hey, can I give you a little pointer and like maybe try doing this differently? And um, there have been so many workouts where, you know, other athletes are like just cheering you on and just want to see you like lift that weight and yeah, get some more weight on there. And it's um, an incredibly encouraging community and that's the reward if the biggest risk for you is that you're scared or that you're, you know, you don't know what you're going to be doing, like you'll, you'll have time to learn, but the reward is so much more than what you think that you're signing up for. If you think that you're just signing up to work out and to get fit, you're going to gain a lot more than that. You're going to gain friends. You're going to gain community, a sense of accomplishment. And all of that to me is just so much more than what I bargained for. <laughs> That's awesome. I think if, if you could if you could think of a way of like how I would love to describe what we do, mm -hmm. it's exactly that. Like Good. giving you so much more than you bargained for. That's cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. Marina, is there anything else you want to bring up? No, I've had a great time. Thank you so much. For Dude, thank you for doing for this. Seriously. You're, yeah. You were so new at the gym. I'm amazed <laughs> that you had the confidence to do this. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, dude. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.